0: Welcome back into the Nick Bob podcast. I am taping this. It is about 7 o'clock on Thursday, July 27th. Nebraska had their appearance in Indianapolis for Big Ten Media Days, and I wanted to get out a quick reaction pod for Nebraska. Of course, Jeff Sims, Ethan Piper, uh, and Luke Reimer were the player representatives, and the head honcho himself, Matt Rule, was there, and he spoke. So I, I got 11 takes, 11 takes from nebraska's big 10 media day appearance so here we go take number one i was fascinated very interested to see how matt rule would answer the expectation question and you know just kind of like any question in general about the timeline for success both in year one and beyond and of course i thought rule handled it extremely well he hit like, he answered it the best way to answer it, how if I would have been on the plane with him to Indianapolis, if he would have said, Nick, how should I answer the, 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 the expectation question? Like, he, he, he answered it how I thought he should have. He struck the right balance of confidence with also tempering expectations and downplaying expectations. Like, he was humble, he was positive, but he was realistic on a variety of fronts. And I just, I thought, I thought this going in. I think I even said this on on Schick and Nick when I was recording it on, uh, on Sunday, this past Sunday. For, for me, I just don't see any, I don't see the upside from any vantage point of talking a big game, making bold predictions, making bold declarations in year number one, given what you're inheriting and taking on at Nebraska. To, I, I don't see... Any upside to that in adding pressure to what is already are a really challenging situation, right? You don't want to do the whole Scott Frost, you know, the Big Ten's got to adjust to us and you better get us now because we're going to be dangerous. That that stuff's just so unnecessary. It's unneeded. And it ended up getting kind of thrown back in Frost's face. And while we all loved it and ate it up in the moment, you know, it's just it's unnecessary. And I just thought Matt Rule struck the right balance of confidence in himself, confidence in their plan, with also a good dose of humility as well. Here was a part of, uh, I'll read the quote of a part of, of his answer on what is a successful season next year. He said, quote, there was a time when Nebraska was feared. We're not at that point yet. We need to take back the respect it is to play Nebraska. We want our fans, opponents, and all of college football to respect us, taking back and bringing back respect to Nebraska football. Like, that's an answer that is based in reality and filled with humility. And it tempers expectations. And listen, you, you would think we, we being the the media the fans nebraskans you would think that we we've learned our lesson by now on succumbing to any offseason hype and sunshine optimistic offseason chatter you would think we've learned our lesson but the reality is most media members and almost all fans they can't help themselves they're prone to losing their minds and chugging Kool-Aid right and sometimes it's just smart for the coach to save the fans and media from themselves. Again, like I said, I just don't see the upside in, in, for Matt Rule, year one, hasn't coached a game in Nebraska, inheriting a program that hasn't gone to a bowl game in six straight years, hasn't won a conference title since 1999. You know, like, I don't see the upside in walking in and talking tough and talking a big game and saying, we're going to do this and we're going to do that we're going to win this and we're going to win that. I just thought Matt Rule approached this whole topic the right way, and of course, it, you know, just did a fantastic job like he always does in delivering the message. Because what's interesting, I, w- I was thinking about this: you you listen to Rule; he goes to the podium, and then he has his 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 other uh, you know kind of off to the side conversations, and then you you listen to him on the set with Dave Revson and Jerry DiNardo and Howard Griffith and all them. Like if you think if you really think about the content of what he preached today, like the bullet points. He, he talked about, we got to get respect back. At one point, Nebraska was feared. We got to get that back. He, he said, we got to try to live out that day-to-day mantra that's written on the side of the stadium and just try to get better each and every day. And we got to get the players to really buy in this year. Like Those were some of the bullet points of of the things he talked about. And you know what? Like all that stuff is kind of boring on the surface. And if all those points were delivered by some other coach, it could either A, come off as kind of disingenuous PC coach speak, or B, come off like they maybe lack a little confidence. And yet Rule somehow successfully is able to deliver those messages that is very bucket of cold water on everything, in a way that still makes him seem confident and genuine, and I would think most Nebraska fans excited. Like it's not it, that's not easy. That's not it. It's not easy to 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 be able to do that. Like if Dana Altman says those things, they likely come off as boring. Or if Bill Belichick says those things. They likely get cast as, you know, uh, P- politically PC, coach speak there. Oh, boy. But Rule is able to deliver those message of, messages of humility and tempering expectations, but also do it in a genuine, confident way. So that was my first take. And like I said, I was most curious in seeing how he'd handle the expectation question, both for year one and beyond. He answered those questions the right way. You can tell he's confident. You can tell there's urgency. He certainly understands that they got to get good at football and start winning. But he was realistic and humble about all of it. Oh, and by the way, uh Luke Reimer answered that question similarly when he was on the set with with Dave Revson. He was asked by Revson, you know, what his message to the fans is or whatever. And and his his answer, Reimer's answer was to be patient. But then he also went on to to, to talk about how that you know they're gonna compete and they expect and hope to win every game. But there was kind of a, a unified message there, right? Smart. Smart. Take number two. Matt Rule is just just watching him today and, and listening to him. Matt Rule is just so much different than most college football coaches and certainly previous Nebraska football coaches cuz you know first of all when when you think about him versus past Nebraska football coaches in terms of public speaking how they would all be at media days and and in front of all the media and and, and you know and behind a podium and behind a mic it's crazy how much better Matt Rule is at it than all these other coaches, right? Like, let's face it, Tom Osborne—he's a little monotone, he's a little boring. You know, yeah, we're gonna go out there, and we got a cornerback, Turner Gill, we're excited about. Yeah. Like, Tom Osborne, little monotone, a little boring. Frank Solich—he's pretty stiff, not the most charismatic guy in the world. Bill Callahan was a little robotic and sometimes came off a little arrogant. Bo Pelini just kind of seemingly hated the media. Was was kind of a grumpy. Even though I will say, when Bo was in a good mood. I thought he was interesting to listen to when he talked about football. I will say that. But Mike Riley just kind came of came off like a dorky grandpa, right? I mean, guys, Mike Riley, he did hip-hip-hooray with the team for crying out loud. <laughs> that was, he did hip-hip-hooray. <laughs> I mean, and then Scott Frost was just, I don't even know how to do It was a little uptight. There was a little bit of arrogance with him. Uh, Certainly, his performance at Big Ten Media Days last year was not not the best, and so you think about all those coaches, and then you think about Matt Rule, and he's just exceptional at it. But as I as I was watching Media Days on on BTN, listening to various radio shows, they would come on, and you know the players or the, the coaches would come on, and seeing all of the different coaches. Matt Rule's is just, he's just different, man. And, you know, I, I, I thought and I thought about it and I, I finally came with this thought on what it is with him that's kind of different with Matt Rule when you compare him to other college football coaches. Matt Rule is light when most football coaches are heavy. And Matt Rule always seems to come from a place of optimism, positivity, and love when I think a lot of college football coaches kind of default to a place of fear and that tough guy emotional place. And it just kind of struck me today. Rule is just light, And what I mean by light is, you know, he's kind of, he's full of joy. He's full of positivity. He seems approachable. He's, he seems like a guy that's easy to talk to and, and kind of not that typical intimidating, tough football guy, you know? Just the way he moves and talks, his whole vibe is just light. That would, that'd be the word. And maybe just that's the word of the day for him. He just, just light. When most of the other coaches come off as heavy, you can feel the stress, you can feel the, you know, the, the way they talk, the way they talk about things. It's just more from a place of like of heavy. Rule just has a totally different vibe to him as a coach. But I will say this here's the big difference or distinction with him as it pertains to me using this term of light in air quotes here. Because I've seen other light coaches. I would characterize you could say Tim Miles was kind of light. But for me, I thought Tim Miles didn't balance that lightness with substance and seriousness. It let's be honest. It was always open mic night, stand-up comedy hour with Tim Miles when he was in front of the media, right? Like he seemed like he was more interested in making everyone laugh than actually like answering a question and being thoughtful. Matt Rule is light, but he also has a ton of substance to what he's saying. And there is definitely a seriousness to him that you can feel and hear. And it's just so interesting to watch him. He just, he's very different than your typical college football coach, in my opinion. And for me, the more I get to watch and observe and listen to him, the more I think two things. Number one Matt Rule is built for college football, not the NFL. And number two, he seems like he has the right personality combination for today's young college athlete. And if let me expand on both those things a little bit. I think he's maybe a little too preachy because he can be a little preachy. Although I feel like it's genuine and sincere all this stuff, he—I think he's maybe a little too preachy for grown, grizzled NFL professional football players. Like I think his personality, and leadership style, and coaching style—it just it just lends itself to better connect with and lead a locker room full of eighteen to twenty-year-old college football players over a locker room of you know twenty-five to thirty-five-year-old grizzled millionaire NFL professional football players, like. I could see his way of coaching and leading kind of wearing on a 31-year-old NFL journeyman defensive tackle who's just trying to get through camp and make the roster to get his pension, you know? I think his whole coaching personality and leadership style is just better suited for 18- to 22-year-old college kids because younger players are a little more hungry to be led and likely need more guidance than older NFL guys. So naturally he's just he's a better fit for college. And he just seems like the type of leader or coach that would gel nicely with today's college athlete. Because today's college athletes, they're they're just different. NIL, social media, transfer portal, like that combination creates an interesting player to lead and coach and connect with. Right, all of a sudden you're coaching an 18, 19 year old freshman or sophomore or something like that. They maybe got a six figure nil nil deal. They have a social media brand, and at any moment they get into the portal. Like it's different than the 18, 19 year old freshman or sophomore. That was in 1983 or 1993. But today's athlete, because of those combinations, like that can be an interesting challenge to connect with them. And I think it takes someone who kind of disarms you, makes you feel comfortable as a person around them, but also gives you structure and pushes you. And I think rule kind of, I think he kind of has that, that combination of that. I bet most head coaches that these players talk to, the players are super uncomfortable around them and don't really connect with them. Now, that's not to say there isn't respect. There likely is. But what I'm saying is, I'd I bet this. I bet that if you took all the players at Big Ten Media Days, And they had to just go hang out with each coach for a little bit. The coach that most of the players would feel the most at ease with would be Matt Rule. More than Jim Harbaugh, more than Tom Allen, more than Luke Fickle, more than Brett Bielema, more than Kirk Ferentz. So, listen, what does all that mean? I don't know. It's just my read on him on Matt Rule as I I watch Big Ten Media Days and continue to, to listen and watch him. He's a unique coach to me. His whole vibe is very, very unique. Take number three. Matt Rule always has done a really good job shouting out Tom Osborne and Frank Solich. If you really pay attention, he almost always brings those two guys up and praises them. Rule does a good job of kissing the ring of Tom Osborne and, and Frank, too. Just think that's smart. Take number four. Matt Rule was asked by Dave Revson about kind of what's been missing the last 20 years as to why Nebraska football hasn't won or and, and why they've struggled. And M- Matt Rule's answer was pointing out the importance of everyone – involved with the university and the football program everyone moving forward on the same page on the same plan and he he pointed out that there's frequently been some kind of disconnect over the course of the last 20 years and that everyone has to come together now got to be united and he thinks they are and I would say you know like there's a you know, the answer to Dave Revson's question of like, why hasn't it worked and why haven't they won for the last 20 years? I mean, that's one of those things like, uh, how much time you got, brother? You know, like, and there's, it's never just one thing, but that's a pretty good answer from Matt Rule. Cause I do think he's, to a certain degree, he's right. And we've been over this, but there, there, ha- there's always been someone or something rowing the boat in a different direction. That was Dana Altman's. He used to always give that analogy to us. He'd be like, fellas, we need everybody in the boat rowing in the same direction. If one person's rowing in the wrong direction or not rowing at all, it, it we all of a sudden the boat gets off course. And he would always talk about that. And if you think about it, uh, the Nebraska football ship over the last 20 years, there's always been someone that's been rowing in a different direction from Steve Peterson to Harvey Perlman to Sean Eichhorst to Bill Moose, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it has been someone rolling in the wrong direction. The unity does seem better now, from Ted Carter to Trev Alberts to, to Matt Rule. But we'll see on that. Like, I don't want to just, like, succumb to that either. Because, listen, I thought when, when Scott Frost was hired that this was the, you know, the most unified the entire Nebraska football machine would ever be, and look how it un- how it unfolded. So you never know. But I did think Matt Rule's answer was a solid one. Take number five. Listening to Ethan Piper and Luke Reimer talk, like my read was there clearly was an emphasis to point out that, hey, we are going to talk, we aren't going to talk about the past. We are focused on the present and the future. I thought there was an emphasis from Piper and Reimer. Now, this didn't really apply to Sims because he's not a you know, he's not a returning player from Nebraska last year. But I thought Ethan Piper and Luke Reimer were intentional in making sure they weren't bad mouthing the past coaching staff. And I thought it was just a respectful way to evade any sort of bad mouthing the previous previous regime. Again, smart because man, it is remarkable to think about. How much crap, even though I didn't think he was fully wrong at the time, but just because you're right doesn't mean you're right to say it. It is remarkable to reflect and think about how much crap Scott Frost talked about Mike Riley and that regime and that era and because of that rhetoric and that talk and it, you know you talk about it once and then you talk about it again and then and again and then and again because of all that talk there clearly was a divide that was created from the riley guys to the and the frost guys and a part of watching something fail like kind of the frost era is you know you learn what not to do that's one of the benefits one of the benefits of watching something not work is you learn what not to do and I think watching how Scott Frost handled a lot of that with hindsight was the wrong way to do it. Again, I'm not saying like there were a lot of th- things that were flawed with what Mike Riley was doing. So it's like there were some elements of what Scott Frost was saying. It's like is he, was he wrong? Probably not, but it, he was probably wrong to say it. And then it, then there's that the the snowball effect of like when you're the CEO and you're saying something, kind of the domino effect of your message. And what's interesting is I can't recall a single time really where Matt Rule has bad Scott Frost. Can you guys, I want you to really rack your brain. Maybe I'm not listening or, or reading everything the guy's saying, but I can't really think of a time where Matt Rule just took out a blowtorch to Scott Frost. And listening to Ethan Piper and Luke Reimer today, it just stood out to me how they kind of went out of their way to make sure they were being respectful to the past regime, which that can happen. Like when you say like, hey, man, we really, we are just, we're, we're so, the details of what we're doing in practice is just really at a high level. And then Reimer or Piper would be like, eh, that's not to say that, that it wasn't like that. I'm just simply saying that it's 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 like that now, right? Like they were very careful with that. Which I think is smart and and maybe probably something that was discussed beforehand. Take number six. Matt Rule was asked about in state recruiting. And while he he gave Rule gave his kind of standard answer that we've heard about how he, you know, he thinks there are a lot of good players in the state and how it's important, which is smart. Uh he said something else that maybe he said before, but I haven't heard before he mentioned how he wants to have a ratio of hometown in-state kids on the roster. And I guess I've never heard it put like that, a ratio. That's interesting to me. You know, a ratio suggests a predetermined either percentage or amount of kids on the roster that are in-state hometown Nebraska kids. I think that's, that's interesting. And I'll say this, I like the spirit of that idea. Now, just because you have that that this, that idea, or you, you know, saying you want to do this, now does that mean Matt Rule will be sitting in his office and combing through the roster and go, hold, wh- hold on, wait, wait a minute? One, two, three, four, five. Oh, we aren't at the ratio. We are short at in state, kid. Co- Tony White, hey, Coach White, get on the phone and offer that wide receiver from Grand Island immediately. Like I don't, I don't think that's how it will go. But setting a goal with a number attached to it something that is somewhat trackable is a good way to stay focused on the things that you deem important as a program. So I like the spirit of that. And again, maybe he's used that term before, but I've never heard him discuss a ratio of hometown, in-state Nebraska kids that he wants on the roster. thought that was interesting. Take number seven. Matt Rule was asked by Gary Sharp on 1620 to name a returning player that has kind of stood out that might surprise some people. And the first name Matt Rule said was wide receiver Isaiah Garcia Castaneda. And I just – I love to hear that because if you've listened to me over the last couple of months, I think Nebraska maybe needs a little help on the perimeter in terms of playmakers. And, man, you know, Garcia Castaneda is kind of a – I don't want to say he's a forgotten guy, but he's someone that when I think of Nebraska's wide receiver core, he's not one of the first names that that pop in my head. But he's had such a unique, you know, 12, 18 months here. Like, he had a, the great opening game against Northwestern. I know that, that game seems like it was 50 years ago. But really think back to that game in Dublin. Garcia Castaneda was awesome. Four catches, 120 yards, and a touchdown. Then, you know, shit hits the fan. Frost gets fired, and Garcia Castaneda quits the team to maintain eligibility after that. So, you think he's going to leave, but then he ends up rejoining the team when Rule gets the job. So, it's just been an interesting journey. And it's good to hear Matt Rule praise him and bring him up, because keep in mind, I mean, Garcia Castaneda came to Nebraska after a pretty good 2021 season at New Mexico Stadium. 37 catches, 578 yards, and 4 touchdowns. Pretty good numbers. So, I, I liked hearing that. I thought that was good from Matt Rule. Take number eight. Jerry DiNardo asked Matt Rule, what's the most important thing to establish this year? And Matt Rule's answer was to get the team to buy in. And he said, not just dip your toe in, but jump all the way in. And he, he said, you know, sometimes that means playing younger players a little bit more just because they're going to have a little bit more time here. But he did make sure to say that he thinks the seniors are bought in and hungry. And that rule also put it interesting where he said he said the players have to believe without evidence right away. That's a good way to kind of put it, like buying it. They have to believe in what we're doing without evidence. And they got to do it right away. I mean, in some ways, that's a good way of kind of describing or, or the definition of kind of faith, right? You, you, you got to buy in without any evidence. Rule has to get the guys to to jump in, buy in, and believe without any evidence or results to tangibly point to right away. And that's sometimes a really challenging thing to do because anyone can buy in when there's evidence. But to trust and believe and follow when there's no evidence, especially after those returners just went through buying in and it not working, it's easy to get a little jaded. Heck, we've dealt with that from the outside looking in where we're like, oh, okay, I've heard that before. I don't know. I've been down this road before. Think of those players. Think of... You know, Ty Robinson and Nick Henrich and Malcolm Hartzog and Anthony Grant. You know, like these guys that have had different coaches stand in front of them and say, trust me, do it like this. Do what I'm telling you to do. It's going to work. And then when it doesn't work, that can can be disheartening and kind of mess with you. So... It can be, you know, anyone can buy in when there's evidence. Like right now, you you join Georgia's team. It's like, yeah, it's easy to buy into that because they literally are winning championships. It's a little harder. Matt Rule, Nebraska, like a little bit more challenging. So, although it, I, I say that whole thing of like, you know, it can be hard for the returners to buy in after they just went through buying in and it didn't work. I say that, but I do recall Matt Rule kind of said this under his breath when he was on, I think he was on with, with Bussin' with the Boys podcast and kind of paraphrasing here, but he pointed out like, hey, man, you guys have had five straight losing seasons. Why don't you you know, listen to me and try it my way? And yeah, he's he's kind of right. So you would think even the returners would be eager to buy into something new in the hopes that it produces a different end result. Take number nine, more Xavier Betts love, which is good to hear. Jeff Sims was asked about Xavier Betts. He said, quote, Xavier has made some plays that will just make your jaw drop. Catches, running past people. He's a great player, and he only wants to get better. I feel like he only can get better from here. That's from Jeff Sims talking about Xavier Betts. I like it. Jeff Sims was also asked, who's the fastest wide receiver? Sims said, quote, probably between Xavier Betts and Malachi Coleman. I like it again. Malachi Coleman's like elite speed. And, you know, again, you think about like, remember the first play of the second half against Northwestern in 2021? Nebraska ran that option. Martinez pitched it to Betts. Think about how fast he looked going up the sideline. Had the same sort of reverse Uh, long touchdown run against Penn State in the COVID year. Like, Betts can cook. He's fast. So I like to hear that because, like I said, with Garcia Castaneda, I think Nebraska needs all hands on deck at the wide receiver spot in terms of playmaking, in my opinion. Betts has the talent, and it's good that he's showing it to his quarterback in practice. Take number 10. Matt Rule said this about his recruiting. He said, quote, people will tell me that there's a lot of talk about, well, Nebraska took this guy who's unrecruited or that guy who's unrecruited. Why should what someone else is doing affect my opinion? End quote. Tell you what, you got to admire Matt Rule's confidence and conviction in his eyes and his gut and his evaluations of recruits. And if you think about it, like the reality is when you aren't Ohio State and Georgia and USC and Bama and LSU, because those teams are getting the pick of the litter five-star dudes, when you aren't those teams and you're in the Nebraska world, you do kind of got to find the diamonds in the rough a little bit. So... That skill set could be a good thing, right? It's one thing to be confident in yourself as a talent evaluator. It's another thing to be good at evaluating evaluating talent. Time will tell at Nebraska just how good he is at evaluating talent, but I do admire his love for recruiting and confidence in his talent evaluation. I admire it. Take number eleven. You know what? I'm gonna let my man Tom Chattel handle the take. I'm just gonna read from his column from Media Days. Again, this is from the Omaha World Herald, Omaha.com. Thought this was good. It captured really what was the most bizarre moment at the podium from Matt Rule and then how Matt Rule turned it into a great answer. This is from Tom Shattel's column. Again, go go get go subscribe to the Omaha World Herald. Go go read. Those guys are great. It's from Tom Chatelle's column. He said, there was one question when Rule could have punted. A woman media member began her question by referencing how Nebraska players had bowed to pray at midfield after the 2021 game at Wisconsin. Then she tried to make a connection to a parade tragedy in Wisconsin, which occurred the day after the game. Rule, who wasn't coaching Nebraska then, didn't blink. He launched his into an answer about the culture he wants at Nebraska, paying attention to each player's needs, fighting depression and stress, and how young people need connections other than their phone. Rule said, quote, whatever their worldview is, we're there to welcome them. We're there to be there for them. Who they are as people is way more important than who they are as players. We talk about NIL and transfer portal and all that. Kids are going to wake up in 10 years and all that is going to be gone. Who they are as people is more important. If rule is as light on his feet to make in-game adjustments, Nebraska will be in good shape. That was from Chattel. And that perfectly captured that moment and summed it up. So I figured I'd let my man Tom Chattel wrap this pod up. So all in all, Really good day for Matt Rule. Uh, he came off extremely extremely well. Not surprising at all. Whew. You know what it means, man. Media days are in the rearview mirror. Fall camp starts Monday. Real football games are just around the corner. A Heard at Sports Network production.